Guys, how are we doing? And welcome to another episode of the Nick Lockwood Coaching Podcast. And today we're going to be going through how to get in the shape of your life for summer, starting right now, but most importantly, stay in the shape of your life post-diet so you can go through summer not needing to diet, not needing to feel too restrictive, but being able to maintain your results and just enjoy the balance. Because I don't know about you, but I like to not think about dieting through summer because I think naturally we're walking more. Uh, maybe we're on show, we might be making better choices, but at the same time, we want to be fully enjoying the barbecues, the time outside, the time out, and just fully embracing it to the absolute max. And if we get started now, because the time of recording this is the end of March, is the perfect time to take action on this. And we live in a world now where we try to get away from body image and being so conscious about everything, but I completely am with that message. However, I understand how summer is a period where we are on show, you're wearing less clothing, there's a bit more skin in the game. Uh, you might be wanting to wear certain items of clothing that we can only really wear in summer. We have a tan, we want to show it off, and I get it. It's a place where we can become quite conscious. And we, a lot of times, we can be quite held back by our body situation. So it is important to go into this place being confident because I don't want anyone being held back by their body from fully being able to embrace and enjoy themselves. So my mistakes in the past would be I would, one, not realize my starting point. I had more body fat on me than I believed. I would leave it way too late. I would do something really restrictive for a certain event then it would have so much pressure for the event. I'd never really be happy with results. But when I was there, I wasn't happy with my results. So it made me more conscious. So I wasn't really that invested in keeping my results. And then because I did something so drastic and so restrictive, once the holiday came, I just end up instead of thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to enjoy the balance and main, like, make better choices and everything, but enjoy myself. I just went to town, come back, feeling worse, thinking I was just in this yo-yo through summer trying to diet, not dieting, trying to diet, not diet, dieting, really conscious, not enjoying summer. Then after summer, I just go on about it. It was just like a process which was just not a good place to be. And I go back to the old habits and just be the same. Where now it's a case of, I've spoken a lot through my journeys in terms of feeling a better place to maintain and balance. But now it's like, okay, we're going to start the summer. Let's get the job done early so I can learn to maintain my results whilst living with high standards and enjoy the balance. So I want to just go through a few simple steps that you can do right now to be in that position where you can be in shape at the summer barbecues, at the beach, wearing your fruity, fruity shirt, fruit just whatever that may be, and feeling good and in control, most importantly. The first thing would be is, what is your actual expectation of yourself? Because a lot of the time we think being in summer shape especially now with social media, is going to be an influencer, a bodybuilder, a fitness model, these now these genetic freaks who uh, do CrossFit and are in mad shape. And a lot of the time, you do not actually want that. It requires so much restriction to be like sing single-digit body fat. And it's just such an unrealistic expectation. So we need to have our expectations in place. What do we really want? Yeah, we want to be in banging shape, of course. But at the same time, you probably don't want to be like the person that you are seeing on social media in Dubai, in Ibiza, in Bali or whatever, posting because they got a good tan, know how to filter. They were so restrictive for ages. And uh, they're just posting that one time they've gone out. You probably don't want to be like that. So we need to re recognize 
how what is our expectations in terms of how much body fat we need to lose and what we do we really want to be in and for most people it's probably not going to be influencer fitness model shape it'll probably be like a couple of couple of pounds heavier it doesn't even need to be that it's all about yourself secondly start now we've got to get started now the reason i say this is it because it gives you enough time the biggest challenge a lot of people face is they just leave it too late do something drastic and then they just resort resort back to square one because it was so drastic, so late. They weren't happy with their results. And that's genuinely because they didn't give themselves enough time and they were doing something kind of rough, like I used to. If you start now, you have time. You can get some good habits in place. You can see some results. And then if you need to be a little bit more restrictive, closer to the event, then you can be. But it also gives you a leeway for when you have a busy period at work, when you have a social event pop in, maybe any potential setbacks, which are pretty normal. Start now, give yourself enough time. There is nothing better than the present. When you want to get something going, just get the ball rolling and don't leave yourself in that position. Headlines. Set yourself that goal. Like, for example, sometimes a shorter term deadline, such as a holiday that you've got coming up, is a great way to periodize what you're doing. Give you that accountability. Give you that actual external reason to maybe be a bit, I'm doing the old quotation marks, better with what you are doing. But, we are not using the holiday, for example, as a finish all of the time. Sometimes the holiday may come sooner than you may be listening to this now with six weeks, but you need 20 weeks to probably be where you want to be. Sometimes you're going to have more work to do after, or sometimes it's just the way we view things. So the holiday itself or the event itself, or maybe that first week of summer or whatever, when you've got a lot on, instead of thinking, I'm done. It's a blowout. See it as a maintenance. Because if you get started now and you're putting some good habits in place, you're in a deficit, view that week as maintenance. You can maintain on 500 or 600 more calories for most people more than their deficit. So if you just think, okay, short-term deadlines is going to be these holidays, these events. That's what I'm working towards. But the period of the holidays, period of the events, that's going to be a maintenance period. Once that is done, I'm either finished because I've got enough time so I can just keep maintaining or whatever. Or I'm just back to what I'm doing. And that sometimes psychologically can work very well because it gives you a period of focus, period of relaxing, less internal pressure. Practically speaking, it could be quite good for the body to recharge. Then you can be looking forward to getting back to it. So set deadlines and periods of maintenance throughout. And that could be done through the whole of summer if you've got certain holidays. Your methods matter. When you are thinking about this process now, you want to be using something that you can stick to once the diet is done. You are now going to be living with a blueprint. So the way you train, the amount of days per week you train, the method you train with, the amount of steps you're looking to do, your diet you're going on, is a blueprint. Where for your deficit, you just have to be a few calories less. When you are maintaining, you can add a few more calories without it changing. When The same with your training. You have a blueprint of what you can live with. So for most of you watching this or listening to this rather, two to four times of resistance training is, should be the fundamental. You can always sustain that. Bang for your buck. They look good, feel good, great for the joint. Almost all those good things. Plus a step count. That should be your blueprint. And then cardio can come in around that. And then it can be a case of, okay, I can maybe step up the cardio a little bit more when a deficit. And then I can reduce it a little bit. If I need to shed a bit of body fat in the part in the future, I can just add 2,000 steps per day, subtract my calories from what I'm currently doing. 
versus changing everything in one go. So when the diet is done, it was not fun. You couldn't stick to it. Then you're going to resort back to old habits. So your methods are matter. What we want to do now is your approach should be thinking, this is what I'm, this is the blueprint and how I'm going to live long-term with your diet, with your training, with your steps, your cardio, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, rather. And then from there, when it's next time to diet or to maintain, we either add a bit of steps, bit of calorie restriction, or maybe even some cardio, vice versa. When it comes to gaining, you can reduce. The next point is your numbers matter. Your numbers and your metrics matter. Give yourself that accountability. Leave nothing to chance. The first transformational process you should go through, yes, we want lifestyle habits we can stick to, but we need more directed focus. Track your calories. Like I don't, it's not always as simple as downloading an app to work out your calorie targets, but in most cases, they're going to be relatively reliable. Training-wise, track your numbers. Step-wise, track them. Body weight, track it. Photos, track it. Do this. Give yourself that next level of accountability and leave nothing to chance. So when it comes to the caloric numbers, as I said, they're, they're going to be close enough to what you probably will need. I do think directed accountability to your personalized situation would be better, but leave nothing to chance. Track your nutrition. It's not going to be obsessive. It's actually going to be a process of giving you a period of change. Then afterwards, you can learn to, to, learn to maintain without it. Track all your resistance training sessions. When you find yourself tracking your workouts, you're going to turn up with more intent. You're going to see more progress. You're going to enjoy it more rather than just going in there and winging it as you go, just not really knowing what you're doing. It just, it's not even just from the progressive overload nature of seeing um, the body getting stronger or like actual science behind building muscle and strength and everything. It's more just that intent. If you're tracking your workouts, you're turning up with intent and it shows you that next level of care where in the past, where I'm not tracking workouts, I'm often going in a bit more sporadic, not really thinking about what I'm doing, having a bit of a, it's like I'm moving, getting a sweat on, but there's no real purpose. So track that. Body weight, three times per week minimum. Take the weekly average and upload that. Just use it. It doesn't always mean it's going to be good. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. But when you're taking it, you're going to be more focused. Same with photos. Take those every two weeks or so. That way, you can see what's going on if the scale isn't moving. It's probably going to make you a little bit more accountable. But that first period, leave nothing to chance. Track all these things. Make it, it's not obsessive. It's just, it's all in in a positive nature. And then you can get away from it after. It's not obsessive. It's just leaving nothing to chance. And as I said, the habits within are going to allow you to maintain that without as frequently and as in much need. The next point is the halfway mark. If you've given yourself enough time, you can use a really simple framework. It's going to be like, okay, say you do actually have 12 weeks to a specific event. Most of you will probably be fine just sticking to one deficit for long enough and doing the same amount of steps for long enough. But sometimes I understand we want to speed up the process. You don't need to do this. I don't always do this, everyone, but it's a simple process which can work. Say you've got 12 weeks. It's a random number, 12 weeks. It's just a standard number. Most people do it. Most people need longer, but anyway, first six weeks, you're doing, say your calorie deficit is 2,000 calories, doing 10,000 steps. Halfway mark, you don't change the resistance training. You just go to 800 calories, 1,800 calories, not 800, and do 12,000 steps or something like that. That simple change can keep the process going, and it gives you good frameworks. So if you said to yourself, first six weeks, I'm doing this, next six weeks, I'm doing this, kind of may help speed up the process and allows you to Get six weeks to get good habits in place, doing those basic things. Your routine should be there. You should be eating similarly. 
be training consistently, doing the same, your steps should be habitual now. Then you can just add in a little bit more to maybe give you that edge because I'm not about crash dieting. I'm not about all of these things, but sometimes it gives us that little bit more focus. So that is something you could potentially do in a build-up or something. The next one, booze and weekends. So if we know we are going into summer, that is the main thing most of you guys want to be looking and feeling your best for is going to be the social events. This is the exact process I have done for myself through uh, previous diets, previous uh, when I did my photo shoot, and, and well, even when I did my half marathon, which I think you did performance goals, those uh, can be even worse when you're doing like longer distance running. Anyway, um, go lower cow in the week, not too much of a steep deficit, and then on a weekend, plan in the so one social meal on a Saturday and one to two drinks within. Is it ideal? No. Is there weeks where if you're not doing anything, don't do it for the sake of it? Some of you will need to go through periods of maybe having a few weeks without to see the benefit of not. I genuinely believe if you that is not too much of a lifestyle which is going to slow your progress down, I think if anything, you will enjoy it more. And it will get you to a position where you will see the value in drinking less. It will teach you balance. When you go into summer, you'll probably be like, I felt great having one or two. Now I kind of know how to factor this in. If I want to have one more, how am I going to feel? And it just gives you way more one enjoyment throughout the dietary process because you do feel like you can be rewarded. And that's why it's important to enjoy what you're doing in the week. So that two drinks or so that you allow yourself isn't going to turn into a blowout. But it also teaches you those habits to keep it long term and keep you there. Yes, you could reduce it for 12 weeks to get in bang in shape. Cool. Great. If you have a shoot or something, maybe do it. But if you've got, I would, so for me, I just don't want to do be like that anymore. I'm not going to force a drink in if it's not needed, if I'm not doing anything, if it's not sociable. I'm not going to force myself to have a takeaway if I'm not doing anything. That makes no sense. But most of you guys listening to this are going to have plans. You're going to have things going on and you don't want to sit in on your own. And for me personally, there is times and places to do that. For example, if I was invited to just like an event where I just know everyone was just going to be getting tanked up for the sake of it and it's not really enjoyable, I won't go. But if it's genuine friends who I want to spend time with, I'm going to plan around it. So I'm not missing out on that for a holiday. However, I do think learn to do that. Literally plan into my fitness pal once, two drinks and one social meal. Then reverse engineer your day see what happens i guarantee you'll be in a better position and then when it comes to maybe i don't know like two three weeks prior then maybe i think it could be that's when it could be a good idea then to go uh maybe teetotal for a few weeks looking back now that's probably what i would do if i was starting right now but now i wouldn't because i've been through that process um but if i was starting right now i'd probably do that the next one is going to be the great escape so the purpose of this whole process is to get into a place where you can maintain your results. So once you have come back from your holiday, we are either going to be in a position where we still have work to do. We are either going to be in a position where we want to maintain or we might want to change a new goal. So as I said, the method matters to get you to where you want to be. So once your event's done, we're either in that process where just getting straight back into deficit and into that routine, or once you are finished, and it's getting to the start of summer, what you're going to do is finish first week away, depending on if this is the main event, you're probably going to just get back into your routine, let the water weight come down because you're going to gain water weight. 
But then what I would say is add in 200 calories, 100 to 200 calories per day on a weekday. Keep the weekend the same. Then the next week, keep it there. And maybe just keep it. I'd think for two weeks, maybe keep it the same. After week three, maybe don't track as much on the weekend, but keep the weekdays the same. Then after a month or so, you should be in a position where you are probably going to have two, and then you can increase your weekly calories if weight's not changing. And then what you want to do is go from your deficit, probably from, it depends on how much you weigh, it, from anywhere from 300 to 500 calories daily up from your lowest deficit. Then on a weekend, maybe one day, like a Saturday, we just don't track as much. And that way it's going to get you in a position to maintain. But the way you're going to do that is you're going to keep the same dietary plan in terms of the way you eat, the principles, but you are going to now just allow a bit more food there. The purpose here, I made these mistakes in the past, which made me continuously overeat was I just be fitting more junk in with them. But, and then it made it harder and I gained weight and I was like, oh Christ, I need to bloody, it's harder to stick to now I want to get it down. So what you do is, so say you finished, uh, we got to that place, you want to enjoy the balance. What I would say, your starting point is get your daily, your Monday through Friday, for example, calories up a little bit. So you're not feeling so much of a deficit. It's not so restricted. So maybe over the first like two weeks, bump it up by like one to 200, keep it there for a little bit, keep the weekend the same. Then the third, fourth week, bump it up. So you're about three to 500 calories up on your daily average and i would on it being honest now when i look back for most of you guys listening to this you probably want to be around 300 being honest to that maintenance level then you can see what happens with body weight then you can see what happens because summer we probably want to be a little bit more conservative then on a weekend keep tracking the first few weekends but then after the second or third weekend maybe just don't track just try and keep within the same principles then you get a lot more flexibility across the week because even if that weekend on the saturday now goes over by another 500 you spread that across the week that's another 100 per day with the current two to three you've got, then you're probably about that 400 over, you know? And that way you're going to learn to maintain your results after. And then if you have another late holiday later down the year, you can obviously just chip away and do something a bit more shorter and aggressive. Or you're in a great position to just maintain, set a new goal and enjoy it. And a set a new goal doesn't need to be like build muscle strength, which it could be. It doesn't need to be endurance. It could literally be maintaining and following core plans. Accountability. Whether that is self-accountability by sticking to all of those metrics that I have said, it is getting a coach who's going to make you stick to the things that you are going to do that you are, that are challenging, but it's also going to streamline the process to make it easy to follow, super simple with no complexity to your days and work life. And more importantly than anything, give you the support. And what I found more importantly, accountability isn't even making sure you do what you do. It is reassuring you you're on the right path. You are doing the right things and providing you a little bit of a, community and someone to speak to because often your changes go against the grain and you may need that outside influence to help you stick to your goals it could even be just joining a group or something or doing this process with a friend but having someone to keep you accountable to doing the things that you need to giving you a process to follow and reassuring you is going to be absolutely essential the next point is going to be a couple of bonus summer stacks I call them the summer stats. There's just a couple of little hacks for summer. Now we're getting to process where the days are going to be longer. So we really want to capitalize this because this is a great position to be in to allow our daily output to be high. We call them the summer stats. So this is wake up, hydrate, make sure that bottle is ready. If you are not great, like I, I used to be way better with water. Now I'm not, but wake up, make sure we're getting at least half a liter to a liter down 
first thing and get outside, see some sunlight, let yourself wake up. Then ideally, if you're not commuting, you can do this on your commute, which is great. Just try and get like one to two K steps in minimum before your day has started. You're going to be way more energized. You're going to enjoy being out in the outdoors. It's going to give you, it's going to like, you're going to burn more calories, which is absolutely great for your steps. But more importantly, it's going to put you in a better mood, better headspace and go about your day. And when you're in a better mood, better headspace, you can make better decisions as you go. Secondly, post workout lunch. So another summer stack here is this is a great position when, and we're going into it to build a habit, which I think you can sustain through summer is just go throw low at lunch, man. Get some leaner protein couple of fats in there because that's great for health and we need and just stack up on the salads make make a big difference that most of the time you can make a huge bowl uh, protein will be high calories low super low in nutrients and instead of having a really stodgy lunch where you're going to be tired it allows you to feel a bit more clearer and energized and if you get into that process now going into summer that is going to be something really easy to maintain because when it's summer it's hot you don't want to eat as much stodgy stuff so that is a great stack then do a 10 minute walk after to let that digest gets a few steps in obviously but most importantly it will let it digest get you more energized to go about your afternoon you can do that when you're working from home it can be 10 minutes walking up and down your garden if you can't get out you can do that in your office and you can do it anywhere and the last summer stack would be the evening wind down try to get a 20 minute walk in at the end of to disconnect from your working day that can literally be from your commute that can be on your commute on the way home getting outside getting the day like in the evening is going to allow you to wind down and sleep better it could be post it could be when you finish working from home going into your chill time that disconnect will be essential make the most of these evening wind downs allows you to get your activity in allows you to get your steps in but most importantly sets up sets up the body to sleep better to recover better you'll be in a way better mood and those simple things like daily activity, mood, sleep, these are going to be the things that make a huge difference for you feeling better. Once you come back from that walk, you're going to be in a much clearer headspace. Then you can plan the next day out. So guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast on how we are going to get you in the shape of your life for summer and then the principles to keep you in shape of your life through summer so you can live with incredible, being in incredible shape, wearing with your what you want with pure autonomy and just enjoying the balance and you and people will say stuff like oh it's not about instagram but sometimes you want to get that one good photo you don't need to be shirtless but you can be wearing the clothes that you want in summer having that fruity drink or whatever it may be but that's what i want you to be i want you to be in a position where you can fully embrace summer not feel held back by your body or anything like that so guys remember that those simple principles there and if there's any of those that stood out to you please drop me a message let me know and I will look forward to hearing from you. Drop me a DM with the word podcast with the point that stood out to you most, or if there's anything else you want to talk about in more depth, happily we'll do so. But guys, get started now. Let's have a sensational few months in this build up to summer and I'll speak to you very, very soon.